Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, I am so excited about today's topic. It's something that you're a specialist in and I have learned a lot from you and you've got some exciting things to share. So what are we talking about today? Well, I just now all of a sudden the overwhelming pressure because you've said I'm a specialist in this. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about dreaming. So we've talked previously, we had a podcast called Wide Awake and Dreaming. This one is called Fast Asleep and Dreaming. See what we did there? Yeah, I do. I got it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We have to let our listeners know that you're doing dramatic eyes right now. <laughs> the thing that I absolutely love about this, it's fascinating. This is your story. And it's so cool because if people go back and listen to Amy's story, your whole part of your story is that you'd stop dreaming as in having alert consciousness and awareness of future hopes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize at the time that you also didn't dream when you were sleeping. No. At all. Or, I or, mean, we could go into the whole science. I probably did dream, but I didn't remember any right. of them. And it just, no, you would say, yeah. I don't dream. Yeah. I have no dreams. I have no awake dreams. I have no sleeping dreams. I do not dream. Exactly. And when God just started to restore your capacity to anticipate things yeah. in the future, look forward and have hopes and expectations, you also started dreaming at night, like prolifically. It's yeah. fascinating for me to watch. So tell our listeners a bit about that. It was, yeah. And it was, I think as I was dealing with the risking fear and the fear of disappointment and um, clearing away the obstacles about hearing from the Holy Spirit. And then also just recognizing, man, I want to dream and asking Jesus that all of a sudden they started happening. So cool. Yeah. And so now I'm pretty sure I'm to some people, I might be getting into the flaky zone around dreaming. Which I just have to say amuses me. I like to share the flaky yeah. zone with you since you're the one that everybody <laughs> thinks is so like calm and logical. And honestly, when I listen to you, I'm like, man, that is out there. I know, right? And then yeah. it's like people are talking about their dreams. I'm like, tell me more. Yeah. I'm so like, settle down. So flaky. Um. <laughs> I, well, I think, right? And that's part of the thing is I think we've attributed it to like the flaky Christians Mm -hmm. because it's become so synonymous with new age, Mm -hmm. right? Like you go on and you say dream interpretations on the internet. You're not getting Jesus stuff. Mm -hmm, No, You're you're getting the weird stuff. You're getting (laughs) the demonic stuff. You're getting the new age spiritualism stuff, which as we've said before, the enemy just comes to steal, kill and destroy and to corrupt. He doesn't. He's a jerk. He's a jerk and he's unoriginal. Not original at all. So why do you think our dreams, our our fast asleep dreams are significant, Amy? Oh man, because God's speaking through them. How do you know? First of all, we look at the Bible. Is there a precedent for God speaking in dreams? Just a little. Yes. All over the place. (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite top three examples in a nutshell? Top three examples. Um, I mean, everyone knows Joseph's right? With the Technicolor dream coat. Everyone knows that one, Mm -hmm. right? That was a dream. Daniel had dreams. Yep. Joseph, the earthly dad of Jesus, had dreams about warning. And God was speaking really, really significantly. And it was important. Yeah. Not all the dreams that were had spoke to the immediate. No. But they still had significance. Right. And Pilate's wife, Yes. Had a dream that was like, you got to leave this dude alone. I had a freaky dream. True story. And man, pay attention, yeah. but he didn't. And the fulfillment. I know this is the I last said one. top three, Amy. I know, but this is the, this is like <laughs> the. You're not passionate about dreaming at all. The crown on the top. Okay, go for it. Is the fulfillment of the prophecy in Joel. 
Which Acts one? two seventeen that the young men will have visions and your old men will dream dreams. I love that. Bam! Right there. Okay, so the Holy Spirit coming upon us, filling us, is going to cause us to have dreams. And visions. And visions. So how do you know, Amy, when God is speaking to you? How do you know if it's some other voice kind of messing with you? What What's your criteria there? I mean, anytime there's like nightmares, mm-hmm. right? Fear, terror, tormenting stuff. That's not from Jesus. That's right. That's demonic. Mm-hmm. And then there's sometimes that, I mean, it, I've read a lot about this. There's some people that think, no, all dreams are either God or demonic. I don't think so. I think there are ones that our brains is just sorting through things. Yeah, being a little busy while we're sleeping. Exactly. I call those pizza dreams. Pizza dreams. And yet, right, we don't just dismiss all the ones that seem weird as pizza dreams. Yeah. But we just hold them all loosely of like, okay, what could this mean, Holy Spirit? Write them down. Yeah, so you write them down. You steward them. Yeah. They could be something God is saying to you, so you keep track of them in a journal, and sometimes you've gone back and going, oh, now this makes so much sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Or, okay, this is kind of whatever. But, right, like, throughout the Bible, God speaks in parables. He pe- speaks in stories. He speaks in metaphors. Mm-hmm. So, right, I've heard some of the pushback against dreams is like, well why would God speak in such a confusing way? Why didn't he would just like say it clearly? Why wouldn't it be just so clear? And I'm like, cause he's God. And it makes me think of that passage of scripture that says it's, it's the honor of Kings to search out a matter. Why wouldn't yeah. he give us a mystery to unravel? He did it all the time. Exactly. And actually our brains process visual images way quicker than verbal. Yeah. And sometimes it speaks to me way more deeply Yeah, because it comes with Sight, sound, and feeling, basically, in your dream. It comes with the spirit connection, not just Mm -hmm. the soul. So I want to go back to the demonic thing, Amy. Mm -hmm. I really feel passionate about this, that people would know and recognize they don't have to put up with this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a reason. I was processing some dreams with a woman recently. She's just like, I'm having these dreams. And of course, now you've, what's the word? You've contagioned me. (laughs) You've infected infected me. And I, so I pay way more attention than I used yeah. to. Honestly, I've always had some dreams, but never been, quote, big on dreams. Yeah. But it's it's had an impact on me listening to you and watching your journey. So I was very curious as soon as she said some dreams. And um, they were just unsettling. They weren't like super nightmares. But in every single one, she was powerless in a situation. Ooh. And it came down to So we just started asking Jesus, like, what's the source of this? And it was really interesting because she knew as soon as she asked Jesus, she's like, I'm afraid that I don't know the right strategy, the right words, the right way when I'm in situations. Mm. And it's just coming up in fear in my dreams. And so we broke agreement with a lie that Jesus is going to leave her hanging out there and uh, broke agreement with a lie that she has to sound like somebody else that she really admires. Mm. There was a few little strands there. And when she did that, she the next time she had the similar dream, but she knew exactly what to do. Yeah. It was kind of cool. That is very cool. So we don't have to put up with crap in our dreams. No. But we get to be curious about why we're having them. Exactly. We get to take authority over them. Sometimes it is just fearful torment. Sometimes there's a reason. Sometimes we've watched stuff that we shouldn't watch and we've put images in our heads. We just have to repent, command the spirit of fear to go. This Mm -hmm. comes up a lot with teenagers. Yeah. The God-given dreams, there's such a wide variety of reasons why he could give it to us. Hmm. Right? Like, to give us warning or guidance Mm -hmm. to bring correction to disclosure, prophetic salvation, right? There's people that meet Jesus in dreams that bring people salvation, right? Which is so cool. It builds faith and also it can sometimes reveal secrets Mm -hmm. and give answers to questions. 
that in the daytime. My conscious brain isn't getting it. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like dreams are so multifaceted and the part that I really like about them and also frustrating is the only way we're going to know what they are is by leaning into scripture and leaning into Jesus. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing. That's the difference between, you know, just random dream interpretation and like biblical dream interpretation is like in order to recognize the interpretation well, you have to be so in scripture. You Mm -hmm. have to get what the things are connected to, which comes against the like, this is flaky. It's like, no, actually, this is we're solidifying and we're strengthening the bond between our experience and these metaphors and these kind of parables that we're having. And where is it found in scripture? Where is the connection? And Holy Spirit, what are you teaching us? Word, spirit, and experience. Good, 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 solid, solid parameters there. Yeah, so those are kind of like the basic overview of why I'm passionate about this, why we believe God God gives us dreams, how some dreams can be demonic or not, or just pizza dreams. But man, there's a whole other aspect to the dreams of like dream interpretation. Hmm. What does that look like? How do we do it? What is this? Yeah. And so I think there's wisdom from God because it's that again is in scripture. Daniel knew the interpretation of dreams. How did he know? Yeah. You know, Nebuchadnezzar has this wild dream. Uh, oh man, I just love Daniel's whole posture in this because he realized it's a dream of warning and judgment. This is the one he's going to lose his mind. The king is going to mm. lose his mind and crawl around like an animal for seven years. Like who wants to deliver that word? Well, how would Daniel have even known? Well, the spirit of wisdom. Uh, The gift of wisdom, words of wisdom, is a supernatural gift of the Spirit. So I do believe that God releases interpretations to dreams. Mm -hmm. Again, then do we take off and run with it? No, we make sure. We test the word and make sure it's from the Lord. The same with um, Joseph having the interpretation of Pharaoh's dreams. Yeah. I would not get seven years of famine and blah, 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 except that it's so obvious now because we've read the story a million times in our life. But seven fat cows eat seven skinny cows, whatever. Yeah. He had words of wisdom that came from God. So we ask God to give us wisdom in interpreting our dreams. There's good resources out there that can, you know, not give us the answers, but provide some clues or foundations, right? So I have a couple of books that are really grounded in scripture. They say, hey, this represents this. Because of this verse. Because of these verses. Mm -hmm. And kind of gives them an order of strong link, right? And so normally it's like, I kind of write my dream down, then I look and kind of look through them, right? And it's kind of like a whole posture of curiosity, not uh, this is the dream, this is what I had, therefore this is what it means and I'm running with this and there is no possible way this could be anything else, right? Right? Because then it's just like you're getting into the whole pride and flaky and pinning it on a dream, pinning your hope and future on a dream instead of Looking to Jesus. If he's going to speak something like that, that way it's going to be confirmation of other things. It's going to be confirmed other ways. It's like a hold loosely and be like, hmm. So there's so many dreams that I'm like, hmm, about. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like, oh, curious. And I've had dreams that are like, okay, no, actually what I'm doing that I'm unsure if I'm going in the right direction, I'm going in the right direction because of the dream I had. Yeah. Or a course adjustment because there's a warning. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. And so... There's just some things that as I look at dreams and I mean other people, I've just some things that pay attention to or things to look at, record, think about when you're looking at dream stuff. So context, what's actually happening in your life when you're having this dream? Mm -hmm. Because that can actually give big clues to stuff. 
look at the dream as a whole. The whole concept of the dream, not just, you know, get stuck on one aspect. Because man, the whole dream can actually inform a lot. How things happen, right? You talked about Joseph, right? The fact that it was seven fat cows swallowed up the seven skinny cows. The sequence was important. Mm -hmm. That was a big deal. So pay attention to how things go down in the dream. Repetition. Man, if you're having the same dream over and over again, that's not... I mean, well, if it is really unsettling, that's an indication. But if you're having the same dream or like similar types of dream over and over again... There's something going on. Be curious. Yeah. Feelings you have in the dream can really give a clue, right? Like you're the person you're speaking to. Yeah. The tying together was the powerless feeling. Other things, gender, names, numbers... Just all the details, actually, that can come together yeah. and come together to form an idea. Yeah. So since you started dreaming more, mm-hmm. that you've had this like explosion of dreams in your life. I've been curious about it. And like I said, I've always had dreams. I remember a lot when I was a little girl, but not as much since I've been older. So then I started asking God, mm-hmm. Lord, I would like you to speak to me in my dreams. When I go to bed at night, I always spend a little time sorting through my day so that all the little loose ends get tied up or else like given to Jesus if they're obviously loose and I can't do a thing about them, yeah. which is a, just actually a conscious way of sorting and settling my conscious brain. But then I always just commit my sleep to the Lord because mm. scripture tells us our sleep is a time to encounter God. Yeah. It's in there. So I just say, you know, you're the Lord of my sleep and you're the Lord of my dreams. And I would love if you would like to speak to me in dreams tonight. Mm-hmm. I would love to encounter you there. And then I go to sleep. And since I've been consciously doing that, I've had a lot more dreams. Yeah. And sometimes they have been just dreams where I receive love from God. And that's just incredibly strengthening. It's not flaky. Yeah. Why wouldn't God do that while our body is at rest? Why wouldn't he also minister to our soul and our spirit? Exactly. So yeah. if you're longing for more dreams while you're sound asleep, yeah. just ask Jesus. Yeah. And there's a stewarding of it, of as you have dreams, I would really encourage you to write them down. Right? Have, write them down, hold them, be curious about them. Pay attention. Pay attention, right? As a honoring of God that he's giving them to you. And you're not just like, oh, that was a pizza dream, yeah. chucking them away. Mm-hmm. Or ignoring them or just forgetting about them. Because yeah. I do forget if I don't write them down. Oh, yeah. As we position ourselves during the day to have encounters with Jesus by creating space to hear his voice, and we're doing that in the night by creating space for him to come to our dreams to speak to us, we grow exponentially in our ability to go further up and further in.